One of the biggest problems of being human is realizing just how insignificant we are. We're primitive people on a small planet orbiting a tiny star in a pedestrian at best solar system on the edge of a big, huge, ginormous galaxy that we have absolutely no hopes of even understanding a minuscule fraction of. The Milky Way is about 100,000 light years across. This means that it would take light, which moves at 186,000 miles per second, 100,000 years to go from one end to the other. It contains around 300 billion stars with around 100 billion planets orbiting some of those stars. The closest one, Alpha Centauri, is about 4.4 light years away, and it would take about 100,000 years to reach that using our conventional rocket technology. Humans have been around for 200,000 years by comparison. If the universe was scaled to the population of the world, the Milky Way would probably be someone named Joe. The known observable universe is around 92 billion light years across. By comparison, the universe is 13.7 billion years old. But here we are on our phones. Here we are posting, tweeting, snapping, seeing the world through lenses that aren't even our own. Some of us would rather focus on getting likes, upvotes, and views. Some of us find bliss in blocking the truth. We'd rather form our own truths inside of echo chambers maintained by people who always agree with us and ideas that only match our own. This episode isn't about me bashing social media. It's merely a discussion on how I realize that how much of the things that I do or accomplish mean nothing and how that knowledge inspires me to do the best that I can and make the best of the time that I have here. We talk about feeling validated, feeling significant, surrogation bias, and much more. All that on today's episode of the Salumas Podcast, episode 916, Etta Karine. All right, let's record. Finally, after freaking working on this thing for yeah, forever, man. finally at a good spot. So, I'm wanting to call this episode, and tell me if I'm calling, giving it the right name. Is it Etta Karine? Oh, Ada Karine. Ada Karine. Okay. Yeah, that's the name of a sun. Yes. It's a, yes. It's, just, it's a big old star somewhere. So the cool thing about it, because I was doing a little bit of research on it, mm-hmm. was that it's actually five million times brighter than our sun. Um, and it's uh, 7,500 light years uh, away. So for those of you who don't understand that, it would take light 7,500 years just to reach that spot. Yeah. Uh, What's your interest in Ada Karine? Well, honestly, it's after we had talked about it, I think you had brought the name up in, in group chat. Yep. Um, it just started to make me think about how small everything is, how small we are. Oh, um, okay. And some of the, the things that I would think that I've done in, in my life in general that are big, it's actually not really that big. And then when you take it to an even... Or at a less macro level, humanity's only been around, what, 200,000 years or something like that? Probably mm-hmm. not even that long. I don't think even that long. Um, the Earth is, what, 14 billion years old? And just that alone would give you an idea of the scale of how much things just don't really matter. And so that started. I started to think about that because when... When I got up this morning, um, I did the 
stupid ritual of looking my looking at my phone, and so I checked it, and it's just I don't know what happened today, but for some reason today I got way more sick of everything on oh, yeah. on social media than I've ever been before. Yeah, and as I'm sitting, I was in the gym today, and I was like, should I just turn it all off? Should I just turn it all off? And I and I went back to the bed. Uh, my wife was sleeping. And I gave her, I just, I kissed her arm and I was just like, I go, I love you, Bill. <laughs> she was like still asleep, yeah. but I was just sitting there like, what the fuck, man? Like there's so much stuff that is just yeah. insignificant on there. Yeah. And it's like, there's way more important shit that's happening right here. But for some reason, everyone wants to talk about, for instance, people were complaining about, not even complaining, they were virtue signaling about Michael Vick. People that don't watch football. People don't, that don't understand anything. So here's the here's the situation, if you want to call it that. He is. Um, they were talking about having him be a one of the coaches in the Pro Bowl. Like, first of all, no one fucking watches that in the first place. So people are just putting up pictures of all these dogs and shit like that 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 he killed and all this. And I get it; it's fucked up. Yes, but at what point are we going to be above? Or below, or whatever you want to call it, forgiving someone. Like when? When is the amount of time supposed to pass by when you sort of get over some shit? Mm-hmm. To the point where people who never cared about any sports are just wanting something to complain about, and the way that they formulate their complaint, it's to rally people. For what? Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck are you going to be able to do by your post? And then I started reading through a bunch of other things, and just seeing all the stuff that people are complaining about and they're trying to incite some kind of action out of people yeah but you're doing it from your fucking chair and it's like you're not really going to get anything done you're you're really not and it's Mm -hmm. like you're just complaining for the sake of complaining and usually i can filter that stuff out usually i can just disregard it and say people are bitching but it was just happening so much and there was another person that and i don't even want to call it i got into a Facebook argument, which is, I hate, I hate doing that because it's one of those things where it's like, it's like when you venture into the dark corners of YouTube, you start YouTubing one thing and then three hours go by and you're trying to figure out how to make like macaroni out of mud or some shit like that. You know what I mean? And so I was just like, what the fuck? And so I find myself telling this guy who was in complete outrage over an onion article. So you know what the onion is, right? Satirical news. Like none of the shit is real. Yeah. So they made a, the article on there was about how. Uh, this time of the year, the White House was doing its ceremonial cross burning for 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 like the Christmas season or some shit. I thought it was hilarious, but this guy jumps on and is like, "This is racist! How could blah blah blah?" And he's just going on and on oh, and goodness. on. And then I I commented, I was like, "It's a satir." I said, "It's a, the Onion article. Mm-hmm. What's the problem?" And he goes. You of all people should be offended about this, <laughs> and I was. I said, he didn't get what the onion he didn't was. Get it? He didn't Damn. get what the onion was. This guy was up in arms. He was talking about how he is the most non-racist person. Blah blah blah. And I was like, I said, me of all people. <laughs> I, started, I got on my horse and I was like, Look, bro, you of all people need to real. I said, sit down. <laughs> you of all people need to realize we don't need saving. So so quit with the. I said the white savior shit. I don't need any of that stuff. No. We're fine. You don't have to go and play Mr. Virtuous or something like that. And I kept reminding him that this is a satirical article. Man, what happened? Is that... I'm hearing more and more people speak about that that situation 
where you can't navigate a, a conversation because they don't grasp nuance and subtlety. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a great deal of people that don't. I think there may be more people than we think that can't get, for instance, a multidimensional or sophisticated joke. Yeah. Because they can't grasp nuance or subtlety. And that's really weird right now. It's dangerous On the right internet now. <laughs> because there's a lot of it. And that's one of the reasons why um, I've gotten in trouble recently at work. I've been really embarrassed by it. but mm-hmm. uh, And I've gotten... I left Facebook a few years ago for that reason because I realized I thrive off of that. I'm more of a family guy kind of humor person. Yes. And, I, and I, I've realized... And it, to my chagrin, though... I've realized that most people just are way, way more simple than that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say that in a denigrating way, like I'm better than people. I just want to... Is it to... simple or is it kind of like more lizard brain, how we've kind of talked before? Well, I don't know because I don't... Yeah, maybe it is more lizard brain. I don't know at what level they are being entertained or what level they're receiving information. But I'm surprised, especially with adults... The video we were watching and group chatting about earlier where the people were doing the truth or dare. So that thing had 20 million. 20 million. It was such a base and silly video to me. Like, I think using salacious topics, it's just a cop-out. Like, it's like cheesy. It's like, uh, what you call it? Well, they're hacky. Mm -hmm. Like, they call hacky comedians. Like, that's how I felt about it. And um, to everyone listening, I'm speaking about a video from that cut YouTube channel. Stumbled upon it from another crazy video hmm. they've got a fantastic idea fantastic format just it's like no one socializes anymore so they're bringing all of those old games that you used to play at house parties or whatever socially and they're just recording it yep. it's like really really it's amazing that's what it's taking for socialization for people but anyway in this one video they hook up a lie detector and they yep. ask you like to answer questions and it's exactly the corniest stupidest questions it is. It was a daughter asking her dad, if "Have you had, he had a threesome?" threesome and shit. Like, that's so stupid. And yeah. I wasn't. Not only is like deliberately salacious things like that corny to me. I was surprised anyone's entertained entertained by it. But it had twenty million views. Yeah. So that tells me something. To that to that point, when Tosh Daniel Tosh made the joke, which was in defense of sexual assault, mm-hmm. but he couldn't survive the execution of the joke because yeah. of the people that were, didn't get it. Yeah, It's like, whoa, what do you do about that? He yep. couldn't even, he was speaking about how bad it was to make a joke Yeah, about rape. And someone stood up and did the whole protest thing. And wh- What is he to say? I'm not yeah. defending him. I'm yeah. like, I'm saying, what do you do with that level of ignorance? Yeah. Like, People are like, and first of all, what are you, what are you there to see someone like Daniel Tosh for? Yeah. Like, yeah. you signed up for it. Yeah. Why would you think that it would be any different? Yeah. And so when I see the things that I see on social media, it's, it's like, you signed up for all this stuff. It's something, something went wrong to where people have blended it with, with part of their everyday life. Mm-hmm. Where you can no longer separate the exactly. shit outside of there from exactly. what's going on in there. I don't know how, but I get, and maybe it's because I've played, you know, art, uh, MMOs and shit like that. Right. Where I just know that there's a completely different life. Right. Right here right. versus yeah. there. I, I've been. I wonder, the, I wonder that too. Yeah. That's where I picked it up. Just at. like I, I was the paladin or the mage on this thing. Yeah. I can be. Yeah. Kalu on 
so on Facebook or something, and it's not the same thing. Yes, and I'm I'm curious if if we are ever going to develop that muscle, you know, to to carry on that way online because the trend as I see it now at work and places the places where I chat and communicate through cyberspace the most that doesn't seem to be a trend it seems to be right now going in the direction of just very very fake and superficial levels of correspondence yes. very very you can't be nuanced about anything and what's what I, what I believe is happening on there is that people are starting to believe that they are way more important way more significant than they actually are because when you yes. surround yourself with a bunch of other people yes. that are feeling that same way you're only it's like you're just going to continuously gas each other up yeah so there's no room for harsh realities there's no room that's, for that's exactly what brutal happening. truths or anything like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and so anything that comes that goes against i guess your sensibilities puts you in a position where you feel like you're being attacked where you feel like someone's being racist at that mm-hmm. point everyone's being racist everyone's being sexist and you, there, there's no room for a different opinion or anything. Mm-hmm. There's not even a room to tell what a joke is anymore. So when you see an yeah. Onion article, now you're getting triggered. Now you're getting pissed off. Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff that's just like, what has, what has happened to everyone, man? Like, yeah. I, and I don't know why it happened this morning. I, I have zero clue uh-huh. about why it was this morning where it happened. But I got up and I was like, this shit is pointless anymore. And so I tweeted uh, Facebook and I said, can you guys just make a separate app for the marketplace? Because I love the marketplace on there. It's yeah. Because Craigslist sucks now. Oh, okay. And so that's where you can go and buy and sell shit. And okay. I love finding deals on everything. So I was like, can you just have something separate? Because if it wasn't for the marketplace these days, I wouldn't use the platform. There's just too many people in there. And it used to be a fun thing. It used to be great to get on Facebook. It's just, it's not anymore, man. Mm. It's just not. Wow. I'm hearing that more than I'm not hearing it. Really? Yeah, I'm hearing that about Facebook. And I just, in the mornings, it's in every news reel yeah. or news thing in the morning. I wake up in the morning and I say, hey, play me the news mm. on the entire house. And every speaker in the house, So I, while I'm walking around, I hear all the latest news. And it's always something about Facebook. And it's always about Facebook's power and how they're messing with elections and all that stuff. But I'm still wondering why or how we came to take Facebook that seriously. I understand I there's a little bit to be that needs to be addressed with the manipulation, but what, what's with the manipulation of news as it affects election polls and things like that? But hi- hijacked our democracy? I don't think so. No. Like, grow up. Like, we, if you can be affected in that way, I'm more concerned with how you can be affected in that way. How does the Again, to me, it's like a video game. Facebook's just an entertainment thing. Yeah. I don't. There's no, from my perspective, there's no room for any level of serious discussion on a platform like that, unless you're very deliberate and careful. Yeah. All parties involved are trying to carry on that way, and I think it has something to do with our senses because they're not available to us in that mm-hmm. medium. You can't process things in. A real or consequential way like you can in person so it you, seems like it would be best to not try to. sure do you remember well you're not on uh, that platform like Facebook or anything but do you remember how you were validated for the things that you did well or right before the age of social media 
that's one of the things that I was sort of, that I was starting to wonder. This was all I was thinking about this while I was at the gym. I was like, how did how were we validated before mm. Facebook? It was just I didn't I didn't I don't think that it mattered as much where if if the right people gave a shit about yeah. what I was doing, then that's all it was. Yeah. But now it's like people can't when when you have a bunch more validation in the, in the forms of that someone clicking the like button or the love button or the react you know sad whatever the, yes. the reactions yes. are that has almost taken over the the validation that you would sort of get from other sources if that makes any sense do you see where I'm, like oh it, sure you can your your mom or your dad or someone close to you can be like i'm really really proud of you that was that was sometimes that was all you needed or i'm really yeah. proud for you or something but now it's like I need seven thousand likes for saying something yeah. that really no one cares about. Like again, going back to people talking about things like Michael Vick or Colin Kaepernick or anything, all you have to do is say the right thing to appeals to someone's that appeals to a, a group of people's sensibilities, and they'll just they'll validate you every time. And and it it was the same. There was one person on uh, on my social, and she went on this massive massive tirade about. Michael Vick mm-hmm. and, and how much of a terrible person he was, but this is the same person that also talks about how great of a person Donald Trump is, despite mm. using the same using the logic of that was in the past. He doesn't like he's not like that anymore. Referring to the grabber by the pussy comment that he was wow. that he okay. was making, but can't give the same pass to yes. Michael Vick because yes. you love dogs so goddamn much. Exactly. Listen, animals are fine, yeah. but I will. And I like animals more than I do a lot of people. Yeah. But if it came down to a person versus an animal, I'll pick the person twelve times out of ten. Yeah. That's yeah. just how that's that's how yeah, I roll. Me too. Some someone was talking about that that contrast recently. I think it was Dale Healy, but it's amazing how. Oh, what's he doing anymore? Uh, oh man, he's killing it. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, he's just commentary, co- comedy, yeah. and running his own little show. He's just that's always cool. has very cogent perspectives that I, that I enjoy because he speaks with the with the level of emotion that that's uh, equivalent to mine and I find it interesting it bothers him you know that that you can persecute Michael Vick so easily but like the things that you don't care about are the you know, things that I, you don't yeah, care about so it, it says mo- multiple things you know about us and about the individuals that are operating at that level because um you know so do you think that we don't care about the fact that or maybe no one wants to recognize just how small we are. Maybe well, that's what it is. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't know that they are aware at all. I don't. I don't know if I would say they don't. They want don't want to recognize it. It's one of those things. Like, oh, let me think. It's like growing another competence or another sense, like a sixth sense. That that level of self realization. It, it doesn't factor in until you get it. And when you get it, you certainly... It's like when you get it, you don't have to want it. It happens to you. How can I explain? It's like if you if everyone only had one arm, you know what I mean? Then they're, they're... They... Getting two arms is you're going to use both of them. Mm-hmm. You're not going to... You, you're not, you're not going to... That's a bad analogy. What, what When I think about that, I'm thinking about something realizing one's own insignificance or how small you are is a, something that happens with uh, I, spiritual well, realizations. Well, I, I, w- I could say, though, that 
getting that if you are are used to life with one arm getting that second arm will be a reminder Mm -hmm. or it'll be a sign of how capable you are with that one arm and then it'll teach you and i guess that's just me and then Mm -hmm. it'll teach you to take more care or or maybe use both arms now Mm -hmm. that you have this now that you're afforded this other limb Mm -hmm. it would maybe give you a sense of um a better sense of intent whenever like i me personally i would do things with more purpose if mm-hmm. i've lived life with only one arm and i'm given a second one then i would be like oh fuck i'm gonna do two hands to shake someone's hand <laughs> i'm gonna have two hands yeah. to do well this does, with, does that make sense yeah it does but I, I think i think when i think about um realizing your insignificance i think that's something that humans can only do when they sort of got when they when they've put some some effort and deliberate thought in into re, to realizing that and so when they don't have it they are not aware of it at all like for the people who I don't know how to say it like if you have someone who is uh, demonizing Michael Vick but celebrating Donald Trump for mm. instance they there, you can't you can't say to them, you know, you, you shouldn't be taking this so seriously because you are responding to things at the level of your sensibilities and therefore you you have your ego is has gone crazy. It's out of it's out of control. Yeah. And you're just making everything about your perspective and your sensibilities. That they won't know what you're talking about. Hmm. You know what I mean? It just has to you have to set you have to work on it um, deliberately, like by reading or by studying someone or having someone sit. There. It has to be deliberate. Like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get to this next level of realization, and then after you reach that, all these other things become apparent to mm-hmm. you that that are silly. But you can't, you don't know they're silly if you're not interested in that level That's of realization. The thing. How do we because, get people interested in that kind of stuff? Ah, uh, yeah. It doesn't so seem like to, it's possible when you're living in that echo right. chamber and in that environment. Right. You have to teach reflection like we do other things. The way that we teach consumption and teach competition, you can teach reflection. You know, you can teach you know, to not be so self-centered. You know what I mean? And it's just hmm. a side effect that, that crazy, we're all egomaniacs in, in this part of the world. Yeah. Because everything is so individualistic and so self-indulgent and so... Um, consumption base and it's those things that those things are a side effect of that so when i'm on the internet and i'm on my personal computer and i'm on facebook on my facebook i want my experience but mm-hmm. it really what i've done is i've opened myself up to the entire world mm-hmm. and so my behavior has to be like it would be if the entire world were watching we're watching i need a new set of ethics and values and customs to carry on in the internet and we haven't developed that yet that's the problem yeah that's the problem i think that we're taking and we're taking well i think that that other platform or mm-hmm. facebook if you want to call it has i think that it does has its own has its own set of uh ethics and code of conduct all that other kind of stuff mm-hmm. and people feel a lot better going on there mm-hmm. i feel like it's there's somehow way more value in that than there is with experiencing things in real life i say that because if you don't like something you can just block it or you can just unfollow 
or you can just do any of that. Whereas in real life, it seems like you have to face some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And That's I right. think that there is blowback for uh, doing my air quotes for blocking something. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of comes back to you in one way, shape, or form. That's right. And I think that I want to figure out what is the way to to step away from that. Maybe it needs to be the designing of some kind of a platform that's built upon reflection as opposed to consumption. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that would even look like mm-hmm. because the creators would have to monetize somehow and mm-hmm. people, it's all the numbers I would show. love it. I, would lo- I wish it was a council or another new department of the government that was dedicated to that. With oh our, my God. With, <laughs> our, um, with our information gathering capabilities, if we can exploit it and make everyone buy a 75-inch television, yeah. then we can do it in the other way. And I think it would be really cool and fun. I can imagine a council, a group, a team of people who would come into a, a, a state get regulations and permissions at the state level to gather as much personal data as they can so everyone's open and transparent. We're going to address something at the state level and we're going to make a promise to you. You name it. What do you want? New bridges? You want better schools? You name it. But we're going to start by manipulating the behavior of human beings to to the benefit of them in so much as we observe us not taking care of ourselves in that same way. And here's how we'll do it. Jesus Christ. So we'll get everyone's <laughs> Facebook information, everyone's cable TV habits and all that, which yeah. is all being done covertly now yeah. and being sold back to us. But at the state level, we just voted we're going to run an experiment. We're going to run an experiment in Kentucky. There's only four or five million people. And we're going to see if we can improve our health and everything, get heart disease and all that down. And now that we have, we, we have that information we will start to create really rich data presentations every month. And we'll do it at whatever level is reasonable, neighborhood level, household level, everything. So you have somewhere you can go on your internet or maybe on your cable TV, a channel that you tune into Mm -hmm. that shows your health. Yeah. Just like the 23andMe do. Mm. If you get your DNA work done at 23andMe, they never stop contacting you. It goes on forever. With updates. With updates. Like, hey, we just learned that also people with your genetic profile have this. Take this little survey when you get a chance. Mm-hmm. Do you smoke? Oh, you don't? Good. That's a little bit. They'll constantly keep de- gathering data mm-hmm. like that until we can model how we are harming ourselves. And then you can opt in to psychological manipulation out of your bad habits. Here's how here's what oh, it looks that like. sounds awesome. You have a household where everyone has died of easily preventable diseases the last four or five gen- generations. Yeah. You live less than twenty five miles away from your great 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 grandma like you you're not growing economically. Mm-hmm. You don't have any college college graduates in four generations. The peop- we're going to compare you to what you say you want. You want to I like that. So what you say you want. And here's yeah. what here's what we will help you stop doing. From now on, you you for these four generations, you've paid, you know, something like a hundred K worth of cable television or whatever. Yeah. You've consumed that much. We're gonna re- redirect those funds. See Ooh. what I'm saying? And start start doing it for you. Just like just like the little romantic idea I have about how to correct like music yeah. right tax it mm-hmm. so okay you keep making stupid music mumble rap <laughs> yeah but we'll just tax it now if we think it's psychologically bad to consume it leave people's freedoms alone we'll just say 
we will help you systemically do what you can't do on the individual level because yeah. people don't have the discipline. You know, mm-hmm. people who are addicted to drugs, they they would like to get off of them if it was Of course they'd like to get off, yeah. If, yeah, it's just going to lay down in a pod and you go into a virtual reality and three weeks later you wake up and we've worked it all out for you because you were able to get out of your own way. We could put you in a coma or something and get you unaddicted. Yeah. Then you wake up and you're fine. That's what we'll do. We'll say, okay, Looks like your neighborhood just voted. You live in the public housing projects. Mm-hmm. Your neighborhood just voted that they want this certain institution to be upgraded. The nearest elementary school. No one can pay for, no one gets anything other than the cable channels that we curate. So you're not paying for anything that's not helpful to your psychology. And then if you want those other things that are harmful to your psychology, you can just pay for it. Yeah, we tax you. We'll tax you. We tax yeah. you, yeah. So you'll work yourself out of your own problem. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see if, we'll see then if you're, um, you know, if we can correct some of our problems at a society level. That's interesting. With me, especially coming out of the camp of, you know, extreme ownership. Yeah. It's hard for me to want to place my faith in a organization, some umbrella type of yeah. group to be able to do that. Good but point, yeah. also I am, I like to see myself as someone who sees the bigger picture. Uh-huh. And if I can see a greater good, then the ends would justify the means. Mm-hmm. And for me, my struggle would just be sort of maintaining my individuality, my living with that knowledge that there is another force out there that yeah. is acting upon the yeah. information that I'm receiving. Right. And still, while that's going on, learning to be a discerning consumer of that information. Right. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of people are very bad at. Yep. And it's, I yep. think it's those people that are the ones that are doing the virtue signaling, mm-hmm. that are posting like they do. I think and so. Sometimes I just want to tell them, just go outside for a second. Mm-hmm. Step outside and look around or something. Your post doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. All this stuff that you're talking about, all the stuff that you think is so damn important, it's, mm-hmm. it's just not. And like I've said before in multiple episodes, I've tried to go back to posting a lot of just bullshit on my social because I'm now treating it like it's like mm-hmm. I'm the mage that, you know what I mean? The, yeah. the mage on, yeah. on World of Warcraft or something like yeah. that. Just being that, and that allows me to keep a completely separate, comfortable personal life versus... A Facebook thing, and why? And I don't, I try, I don't post as much of the uh, personal things anymore. But the the personal moments that I have mean more because they're offline. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I like I like when you offer that perspective because it's something that I wish I thought more that way. I don't know to how much my uh, collectivism is healthy. But that you sound like what those old Republicans always say, you know what I mean? <laughs> that individualism and everyone for themselves. I know that that human beings certainly deserve that level of individual agency and freedom. But I wonder if that somehow we can build in considerations, because when then when are our systems and our institutions when do they stop being in protractions of individualism? Hmm. And, and they are become because you know what I mean like yeah. if, if that's the case then what is what is to be said about an individual who has a good idea and gets that idea to affect everyone in say the United States and that everyone's particip- is he just a winner is that just 
is Jeff Bezos just a winner? And that's just how it goes. It's just I think it's going to natural. be natural. He's just an apex winner. So, so I, think I know that, he doesn't owe us anything. I think yeah. we all have the. Some uh, people think he owes us something, right? Which doesn't exactly. make any sense. But you did well, say it in one of the episodes yes, where yes. we would think a little bit differently about people like Bezos if everyone had a couple million dollars. Like I think yeah. you you said that we would. Some of this shit just wouldn't matter if you were to sort oh, of level. Oh yeah, the, not even yes, not even a couple million dollars if you paid for the four basics. If you the roof over your head, clean water, and modern um um like conveniences like electricity, just like that. If you didn't, you wouldn't care right away. Yeah, it wouldn't take much at all, and you would not care about somebody having a billion dollars because getting to human level ten human comfort, what we call civilization, it's not that far out of reach anymore. Yeah, we're all just one or two or a half a decision away from it mm-hmm. um, here in North America. And I know I could be wrong. I just wish someone would, would explore what's wrong with the psychology of an individual who has that sort of collectivist perspective or that plurality and who thinks that maybe we should help out people who are not as successful because if it is... A, Maybe we could do that. Maybe we could work on that. But I never, ever hear that from those people who advocate the perspective of individualism and self-responsibility. I never hear a prescription. It's just, hey, you lost. You know what I mean? (laughs) And that's just the way it's going to be. Okay. Well, if that's just the way it's going to be, then the way it is is the way it's going to be. Sure. There's no more conversation to be had. This is the result of it being the way it's going to be. And eventually, we'll march up the hill with pitchforks. Yeah. And you can't do anything about it. If you... If, if the powerful person with a lot of money or something, a military might said, all right, you just lost and I won. And eventually said, all right, well, we're going we're gonna to take up arms against you. You better share some wealth and power with us who you have won against, who you've, maybe if you've conquered, you've done better than us. Then I say, well, I'm just going to wipe you all out. Everyone's still exercising their prerogative to that point. But now... Who is Jeff Bezos without the hundreds of millions of people to consume the products on his platform? He's just another guy. Now I'm wondering now, would he still carry on that way? Hmm. I think that he would. Are you a billionaire except for in He's only a, a billionaire because we made him one. Yeah. I think that his ideas can be... I think Dr. Dice said it best. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. You know, his ideas have been used before, but yeah. it's just, again, coming from the camp of extreme ownership. Yeah. He's not a billionaire for something he did. Yeah. He's a billionaire for something we did. Yeah. And what we did was continuously buy his stuff. Well, um, does, does a person who, who achieves that accomplishment have, an ego problem? Do they no, think that I don't think that I celebrate those people. Yeah. I do. Truthfully. For better or for worse, I do. Uh-huh. Because at the end of the game, I appreciate the game itself. And if you were to able yeah. to sucker a bunch of people yeah. into thinking that yeah. all that stuff is good and worth spending all that money on. Look, if I mm-hmm. were to show you my the the trends of how much money we've spent on Amazon, mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. like fuck. Bezos did it, man. He he yeah. he got it right. He's able to fool me. I don't care, you know. So, right, right, right. But at the same time, I still have the other things to keep me comfortable. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, I don't think 
I can see Bezos as just another guy because I have all this other stuff that yeah. that I have not because of Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. for the other stuff of recognizing my utility, my wife recognizing her utility, being able to use those to be able mm-hmm. to create capital and this, that, and the other. So when that stuff is in play, I don't see Bezos in the same way that other people do. Mm-hmm. And when, I, when that is out of the way, I'm able to focus on the things that help me recognize my insignificance or at least put mm-hmm. me on the path i'm still very much full yeah. of my own bullshit you know yeah, yeah. but when i have certain things out of the way i don't have to focus on that and it makes mm-hmm. it easier for me to step away from certain platforms that keep me sort of glued like mm-hmm. i see a lot of the other people who are just glued and yeah. they're just posting and they're yeah. just feeding or they're they're trying to get those likes what you know they remind me of if you remember seeing the Matrix at the very beginning, all the mm-hmm. people that are plugged in, yeah. when, when, when Neo steps out of the, the simulation and he sees that the people are just battery cells, you know, they're just yeah. literally getting shit pumped into them and their yeah. output is fun, is powering these massive robots that are farming humanity. I yeah. feel unplugged. That's what it, that's what it felt like. Yeah. This morning it felt like being unplugged, like someone pulled the shit out, and I was just yeah. like, "God damn, this stuff is stupid." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, it was like, it was like being able to see with real eyes, and mm-hmm. just being like, "Oh, hey, babe, that's why I went over and, and yeah. gave her a said I love you." You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so different, man. And, and again, I don't know what there isn't any moment that I can think of that triggered that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just blaming the fact that if I go through my Facebook right now, it's just that same stuff. It's just people yeah. just just itching to have some kind of significance somehow. Yeah, I don't know even if it's because I, I still read a lot. I very I comment very little anymore, man. And yeah. I don't know if if I've lost the because of the way the paradigm has shifted. I don't know if I've lost the enjoyment of you know conversing with people. I usually yeah. hit with one comment and that's it. I usually can't go back and forth anymore. It's just pointless. Yeah. Anyway. I, I I think that you know what it's funny the, you know? the same thing kind of yeah. did happen in that and I'm doing my air quotes that argument there yeah. I posted that one thing and then I haven't really yeah. kept up with it at all I I know that there's activity going on in there but I just don't really go through because there was that I had that notion of like this is not going to control my life mm-hmm. experience you know the user experience is not yeah. going to be dictated by these responses that I, I get think on that something. gives some credence too to the to the appetite that people have for long form conversations sure. and how it's maybe making a comeback and how maybe we can, we can start having, having really serious conversations, maybe podcast long conversations mm-hmm. about simple interactions in cyberspace and what they represent in the, at the level of misunderstanding yeah. and the level of human egotism and hubris and how we project ourselves into an infinitely big, information space where you just can't you're just not that significant yeah you know once you enter into the and here's the other thing too and i'll show you this post here it says oh yeah me opry lane ice worth it or no what about the fast pass thanks now i love this person to death who, who is posting this right here but think about the amount of surrogation that goes on when you ask a question like that Opryland Ice. I don't think I understand that. It's it's an event. It's just something going on. Uh, worth it. If the, if enough people say not worth it, 
You yeah. could potentially rob yourself of a good experience oh, because yeah. someone else said they may oh. not have even gone there. They may not even. They might have even just heard some shit and maybe read something on a bad Yelp review or something like yeah. that. And they'll yeah. say, "No, it's not worth it." Now you oh, robbed yeah. yourself out so of a life you're experience. You're using that post as an example of how someone is just not. Just being, go. Yeah. If you're if you're curious Looking about to see it, see if they should go to Opryland Ice, and then they yeah. Just go there. Yeah. You know. Like, yeah, no the amount of surrogation that happens on platforms like this, people will just, they'll skip out on doing good things or something like yeah. that because they need to have some kind of validation for it. Man, what like, about... I, there was one time I told, I posted on how much I loved Waffle House biscuits. And, and biscuits they're fucking incredible, okay? Oh, so my friend, he's he's a good friend of mine. He's a, he's a Are chef. Are they bad in KFCs? Fuck no. Okay. Now, KFC's okay. made Good. with angel like yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. That's have, the only ones I can remember. When you have when you're a company with that kind of money, it's 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 uh, gastronomy, is that what it is? Yeah, like, gastronomy. It's science with how yeah. you can yeah. like okay. this is going to make you cream yeah. your jeans eating yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this okay. I want to make sure that's a yeah, biscuit yeah, yeah. that literally to is I'm ashamed that's in my memory. I can <laughs> yeah, taste that biscuit from memory. I can do that with a Hardy's biscuit. Can you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh Hardy's up there too? Yeah. That's Fucked up. Yeah, they got. Is, they won. They, they got won. into my biology. Yeah. I can sit here and smell, taste. Yeah. Uh, their slaw and their biscuits. That cold, sweet slaw with the, like yes. the warm, buttery biscuit. Yes. And mom would bring home the big bucket of that for Fuck us. Fuck yeah, dude! A couple weeks ago, I brought like I brought a uh, bucket home. Yeah. Fucking thirty-seven dollars now. Yeah. But it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So okay. Good. So you said that their biscuits were good, and then what happened? So he he was like. Uh, he comments on there. No one eats the biscuits at at uh, at Waffle uh, House. I know he's never had them before. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's one of those things, and everyone just jumps on and agrees with it. And I was like, "Wait a minute!" But you guys have probably never had the biscuits at Waffle House. It's something simple like that. But yeah. think of how much surrogation goes on yeah. with with anything. You yeah. can literally ask a question like, "Is yeah. I've been speaking about the Mongolian place since we went there." I've been talking about like, <laughs> like it's fucking... Shameless shout out. Yeah. Mount Juliet. I forget the name of the place. I've never looked at the fucking sign. Yeah, but I've been talking about it like it's Mecca or something like that. I'm telling you the truth. I've never been to like a Mongolian place that fun. I've, I've had like a Mongolian grill at a Chinese restaurant, but never a Mongolian restaurant. That shit was awesome. But mm. if someone... if Because I've never been there before... I could have easily fallen victim to surrogation bias, if you want, want to call it that, because if I would have typed that up somewhere and someone would have been like, no, that's disgusting or something like that, then I probably wouldn't have gone. I have another example. There's a place in Elizabethtown called Namaste, and it's an Indian restaurant. The funny thing is that there's this running joke where people say, if you want to go to Namaste, they'll say, Namaste. They'll say it like that, like they're not going to yeah, go. Like they don't when like I heard that enough... Yeah. I was like, oh man, this must be shitty Indian food. Until I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on my own. And it was fantastic. It was really good. So that kind of stuff, if you if you fall victim to something like that on social media, mm-hmm. you can easily, easily rob yourself of something potentially that's, that's good. That's definitely a symptom, man, of, what, of what's going wrong. You're right. I remember recognizing way back in early college, maybe 0102, I recognize uh, whenever Fight Club came out, I used to pride myself being, you know, 
raised by a lady that read a lot of literature, so I understood stuff and simple simple plots and things like that didn't entertain me. That's why I never liked Star Wars and stuff. By the really? time, yeah, I remember that stuff in the eighties. But growing up in the house, like the one my mom, where we had a, a library with all those kids, she had a bookshelf. No bookshelf, they would take up a whole bedroom, and that's a big sacrifice for mm-hmm. a house full of kids, you know. And that influenced us a lot. So simple. Storytelling mechanism just didn't entertain me. I've got Alfred Hitchcock books laying around and stuff, you know, and that's just the reason I, I give for not liking sure. that very simple space opera that is Star Wars. But I, I remember, like, I started to pay attention to that, and I, I started to notice that people around me or my peers didn't, when they didn't like something, I almost always liked it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Um, about how easily you can be influenced like that, and sometimes every now and then I still am, especially usually at the personnel level, because I'm I'm a bit I'm an introvert in some ways. And I don't have enough energy for that level of correspondence. So when large groups of people, if someone identifies somebody as, uh, oh, we don't mess with that person, I'm sometimes more impressionable than I like to admit, mm. and I always have to go back in my, in my childhood, in my youth, all my teenage years, all my friends were exactly that person. Whoever's yeah. the oddest out, our whole crew was built out of those. Whoever's the most unique and could be that itself. And when it becomes consequential who you associate with in the adult corporate world, I find that I'm ashamed to say I fall for that a little bit too much. Yeah. But that's a good example of it in in real life. I usually end up having to go back around and be like, wait a second, I'm going to know this person on yes, my own. I'm going to do yeah, it on like, my own. Yeah, I'm not going to let everyone. And usually that person is more like me yes. than they're not because they're thinking authentically and that's why they got ostracized to begin with. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about, man. It's a, it's an interesting phenomenon, and I just wonder if we're gonna develop somehow the a new type of competency due to this new, almost like when human beings learn to read and write books, mm. and we're able to do the printing press or whatever that machine was that made books um, easy to produce. I just wonder if we're gonna develop a new muscle in our brains for carrying on in cyberspace and in social media. And then grow up because when it comes to Zuckerberg and what he's being criticized about now, Instagram, all those other places, I see nothing. I see no solution bigger than us growing up. Uh, yeah, I don't see up. policing those guys yeah. as anything at all. I feel like that. I like, wouldn't the way you do them. about the successful capitalists. Yeah. I don't think Zuckerberg needs to be in front of no. the center. No, no, he doesn't. Me. I'm like, how do we get this far in giving up our own agency and responsibility? Yeah, just take it a little easy and don't take Facebook so seriously. Exactly. Don't get on there and do your voting and stuff you on know, there and, and all the, that. The thing is, I thought that the younger generations got it right. Because you hear them and, and you ask, like, do you have a Facebook or do you get on Facebook? And they're like, hell no, that's for old people. They'll say that kind of stuff. But then there's another. There's just other oh, yeah, platforms they're, they're, Yeah, that they're they in use. 30 other things. And I see yeah. the way they move. They're incredibly smart. They're incredibly easy. It's good at switching the, the platforms they're, they're working on consuming. But what I do see is they are fickle and easily oh influenced. Yes. Their, their, their speed at adjusting to what is cool cool is amazing i'm like that's so opposite of the people i was raised by gen xers namely mm-hmm. i'm a i'm a millennial but i'm a very old millennial i'm 1982 yeah. so i'm right there on the edge at 38 years old and i have the sensibilities of those younger generations but i have that work ethic and that responsibility i like to think that comes from the goonies you know the big brother and the goonies is who mm-hmm. i admire 
he was a real big brother and he cared about his little brother, although yeah. he roughed him up and all that. Like that's the where I was raised. My, and so I noticed that being yourself and standing on your own feet is the most beautiful thing. And that, that it's that that our generation aspires to, not yes. quickly aligning with whatever is not only the most popular and trendy, but is the most grossly neutral. And we know nothing's worse than that middle ground that middle holding ground. person that thinks they're above it all or knows what's best. No, dude, you it's okay to be up on some goofy conservative shit or some really stupid liberal stuff. It's okay yeah. to be on that. Yeah. And um in the Breakfast Club with where those that that those classic um, high school personality tropes are represented, everyone was themselves. The yeah. nerd was a nerd, and he finally Michael C. Hall, whatever guy's name, finally is like, man, I couldn't even make a lamp. Like I'm so smart, but I couldn't even do something in shop class. That was beautiful because everybody ended up liking for who they for were, who they were, you know. And so I always thought that that's what the biggest thing to over overcome was. Now I don't know. If it's possible for us to turn that into technology or turn that into, I don't know. I don't know where the, the, the muscle is going to come from, but I'm hoping that we develop the muscle. Yeah. I The way, I, I agree with you in that I, I hope that we develop the muscle. But, and the, and the reason why <clears throat> I hope that it's a platform that can allow us to get there, the reason I would rather have it be like that is because if, if it was any other way, like how some people say, oh, I just want shit, like when shit goes bad, when everything just turns off, if you will, or if the fa- you know Facebook or any of the other groups just say, all right, we're done with any social media kind of shit, it's over, if there's some large EMP that takes out all the yeah. whatever, that is going to be a much tougher adjustment than making a platform that helps people do that. I think oh, that yeah. there would be a lot more, yeah. it's, it's like someone who is... I don't know how to properly put it. It's a change of pace that is, it's a dangerous change of pace is what that is. Mm-hmm. And I think that you'll end up doing way more harm than good. Mm-hmm. I think that you would get a faster, um, if you want to call it faster results because the results are forced, mm-hmm. but you're not going to have people that are happy. You're going to have some, Man, you're I think have you're right. collateral damage. Do you remember that silly video I sent you earlier in the week where they were talking in the group? Yes. And, you know, did you see the guy? I, I, everyone on the threads like me was like, "Oh, he's a professional troll. He's yeah. a he's a grade A troll." But what if he was serious? You no, know, the young yes. kid that was like, "I'm an unsell." I thought that was like a super heavy insult for the internet. I didn't think it was anyone who self-identified as an uh, incel, an incel. involuntary celibate. He said, "I can't get sexual gratification at the prime time in my life when you should be." I guess the kid was twenty something. And it's no fault of my own. Yeah. That was crazy to me. I couldn't believe he was serious. Yeah. My, I got a friend that has that problem. Really? My, my buddy that we want to say his name that we both yes. know from yes. a former job. Oh, yes. He yes. literally has that problem. I read his text messages sometimes, and he runs off these gorgeous Vanderbilt girls like he's Borat or something. Like, he runs them serious? off like he's doing. I'm like, I'm trying not to say his name, but I'm like, Brad. We'll call him Brad. I'm like, Brad. She was throwing herself at you. Yeah. But the level of unsocialized awkwardness is no joke. It's real. Mm-hmm. And he will ruin it. Mm-hmm. Or he'll go all metro spazzy, like critical. I'm like, that ain't how getting some yeah. trip works, dude. Like, yeah. when, a, when you're that far, you don't criticize her political views. No. Like, you mean you got her back home, you got to your room, and 
she and then you guys start talking about Politics? Bill O'Reilly. Like it's what like, kind of he can't help himself, and it's because he's used to carrying on yes. that way and not knowing when to turn that stuff off. Yes. Like you meet someone at the bar, dude, you don't even bring up a rap. You don't bring up Facebook. Or, no. You don't do that. So you're right, man. Like it's like a competency that's been lost, and um, it is weird. Yes. It is weird to witness. And um, did you know that there? I think that it was a stat that less less. People, I think it was under the age of like twenty one. Less are having sex now. There's yeah. Just, there's just no. I I, I see it, man. I see it like I see it at work. Yeah. As it were, like they are just somehow. I don't know what they're doing, but they're just like they don't have any anything in their mind. I can tell that's related to that activity. Where I remember, and this is not something I'm proud of, but looking back as a grown man, I always think, man, we had too much time on our hands. Mm. I remember spending entire summers. And all it was was chasing girls. Yeah, spending all day at Parks and Rec. Yep. All the all it was all trying to get in some girls. Yep. And it was a trip, and it was a part of a formative years. Yeah. But we did a little bit too much. And they do none at all. Yeah. Like they don't There's have none. that frame of wrestling. The young yeah. men are just. There was a weird. funny. There was a funny video that I saw on um on Barstool. Have you heard of that Instagram account? It's a pretty hilarious. It's just a bunch of bro shit. That's all yeah. it is. And so it was a guy who was sitting at a house party, and someone else was recording what was going on at the party. And there was like three different dudes that were getting straddled by girls, and they're just making out with them, right? And then it pans over, and it shows one guy. There's a chick on top of him making out. Goes another guy, chick on top of him making out. Another dude. And then it pans down to this one kid, and he's playing Fortnite. On yeah. the couch from his phone yeah. while everyone's out there getting something yeah, like on the couch, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. he's just totally just yeah, yeah nothing yeah. wrong, you know. Everyone's you know, mm-hmm. I have two things blowing, to say about that. Blowing loads over, and he's yeah, just like yeah. you know, chilling out playing. I have Fortnite. two things about that. I think that's why that somehow un not inappropriate but um un, not well executed um enter, entertainment into salaciousness. I hope I'm saying that right is is what you see on the video I sent you today. Yeah. Because you, you can tell that they have not found culturally fit ways to explore their sexuality during the formative years where we would. We would have what we call rendezvous. Oh, God. We would, I cor- yeah, that. <laughs> we would coordinate whose mom, whose dad, like whose parents were gone out of town or whatever. And we yeah. had one friend who could never leave the house. And later on, we would learn because... His parents were the most religious. They wouldn't let him go outside anywhere. Yeah. We would all meet over his house because his parents were, would think at least he's home and safe. And we never saw them. Yeah. They were the most loving, beautiful parents. I'm, I can, I can, I swear to you, in four years of high school, I saw his dad maybe twice. His mom never. I have really? never laid eyes on his mom. I'm not going to say his name. He's passed away. Yeah. But. A good friend of mine, childhood friend, that was kind of one of the leaders of our crew, uh, because of his charisma and his ability to make people collect around him, is just one of those kind of guys. And I never see his mom. I never like that. I don't know what his mom looks like, but I know his dad. Know his dad really, really well. But they stayed at church. Yeah. And he was wild like a bad boy, but we didn't know it was because that. We really, when we got older, we were like, hey, you know something? I'll call him Patrick. You, You realize Patrick wasn't really allowed to. Run, leave. That's why we always met over at his house. He couldn't go as many places as we could. Yeah. He could if he wanted to get in trouble. You know, every yeah. now and then he would just like, all right, we're going to hang out on the other side of town. I'm just yeah. going to be grounded. But we always were at your house. Yeah. 
So anyway, we would meet and coordinate, and the young ladies that were all our little friends and stuff, they would, you know, yes. we'd have a list of who's showing up yes. for the rendezvous, and we would be clothes burning and grinding on each other, <laughs> and make, making out for yeah. all you, I don't know who it is, cornballs <laughs> out there, making out is what, what we were doing. But it gave us a, a healthy place to be safe. Yeah. The young ladies always were there, four, five, six of them. No one was going to get taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And we knew the rules. You know yes. what I mean? Sometimes some, so-and-so had a girl, a boyfriend, and you couldn't touch her because yeah. her boyfriend ain't here. Yeah. But the other ones are just kind of like whatever. And you're, just, you're literally practicing courting practicing, girls. And yeah. it was a right, like, not a rite of passage, but a way we came up. And I can see that this generation is missing that. The other thing is I think those people that are in the street like doing the Antifa riots and stuff – I think it's for the same reason. I think it's young men with unchecked aggression and no good outlet for it and too much. And they just really, when I look at those riots and stuff, I swear it looks just like what we used to do in our neighborhood. Really? Sometimes we would spend half the summer warring with each other. Really? We would meet up and it would be, give yourself a name and it would be a little bit more than wrestling. Yeah. Like we punched for real. Yeah. No nose, no mouth, but like you crack someone in the jaw. Yeah. You karate kick and we would fight for hours. Mm-hmm. It was just boys. Now looking back for it, looking back at it, it was almost like the, like what, the outsiders. It was just like, like that. Yeah, it was just it was like the that. Outsiders. Every now and then someone got hit. I still yeah. got friends with like scars and yeah. shit or messed up nose and stuff to where we just went like too far. We weren't mad at each other, but we would click up and we would get this aggression out. Again, yeah. None of us had fathers. Yeah. There's probably a f- way healthier way to do all that. All I'm saying is there's evidence in some of these aberrant behaviors of the current generation that I can compare to. Mm-hmm. You can see what's missing. It's yep. it, it's it's not a bad hypothesis that it's some sort of climbing a tree, building a treehouse, missing from them. I mean, yeah. the treehouse would be the entire summer long project because mm-hmm. we didn't know where to get the tools. We that's, couldn't get the money. We had right to go there. find the two by fours. We had to trick an adult into transporting the two by four for us because we really shouldn't be playing in the middle of the woods yes. anyway because it's in between suburb, suburb, you know, subdivisions and you're not, you know what I mean? It's like a little, you had to get that one CD adult, houses, you know yeah. what I mean? That was like drinking, but uh, he had yep. a pickup truck. And you could get them to go get the two by fours for you. Yep. And then you could get to work. You know what I mean? My dad was carpenter, so I could get the tools. Like, I remember how big of a project it was. But it all had to do with us uh, us being kids and not having resources and access. But it was, it, it made you grow up like it was an yeah, experience. It did. And the, the underlying thing that I gather from what you're talking about is you always had something bigger to go forward, to go toward. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I don't yeah. think exists right now not, not that it, it doesn't does. exist i think that we're we're almost robbing ourselves of that by being Dude, on these platforms so much we like, are it's really really I, I i don't know how to see we all i got another it. one for you while you while you're working up on your yeah your response on it's we all wanted to make video games we learned that video games happens to be the hardest type of programming right up there with database program it's the it's you gotta be special you gotta be talented and there was nowhere to put, make video games if you weren't going to go to San Francisco. Vancouver didn't exist. Think about it. What's that place in Texas? The real hip? Which I city mean, is it? Austin. Austin, is, Austin yeah. didn't exist yet. Yeah. You weren't making video games unless you were up under Sony or in a very specific place. Isn't that a trip? Yeah. Just 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. There was not, you couldn't get the Unity badass kit you can get right now you can buy it off of steam yeah. and start making start dope making video games. games you go on epic and you can see the unreal yeah the unreal builder yeah that's right yeah. so you know what i mean and, and so 
all of us became legit sysadmins when you know we tried to be programmers. My first degrees in programming. I never did programming professionally, but it gave me an edge in everything else computers because I got that perspective. But now everyone's a developer. Yep. You just a dev. You just come out and you're a dev like me and you were maybe call center agents. Yep. And but I see it all the time. What's missing? They don't have. When you say what made me think of this was you saying having something bigger than you to go yeah. toward. I'm always thinking. My heroes are Todd McFarlane and him, the, you know, the Quake yeah. guy, I forget his name, the id software or whatever. Those those few guys, you know, and I'm I'm like, I know what I want to do. I know what piece of software I, I wish I was capable of making. And now it's a very strange interaction I have with the younger devs. They don't respond to their inadequacies like it's their responsibility to grow mm. that you know that where where i grew up with that you had to graduate yep, to be able yep. to hang out at the back of the bus mm-hmm. or to ride bikes on the 10 speed with the big boys you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you knew dang i can't there hang was a yet. cost of entry for yeah, everything yeah pay your dues all that stuff yep. they were, like and they don't have that now and so they will shift it or just expect it to be done or just complain that it ain't and i see it all the time man it's slack in different places yep. where they're complaining about Oh, this agent ran on their computer, or this on this on my computer. I'm like, wow, you can't even, you can barely restart it, and you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Except yeah, for I agree with code you, editor and do, like, it's weird. Like, how do you not have that perspective? But I think it's because of what you're saying, not having enough things to Bigger. remind you, yeah. to humble you. you and know what I mean, when, and when I've as I've started to realize that stuff, it, truthfully, I've started to realize that over the past probably two three years or so i go out a lot less um I, i've become more of a homebody and i enjoy it like it i'm still a sociable person but i've become i think chris used the term ambivert where my joy for people is just as high as my joy for solitude it's so 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 weird and and by having that it's allowed me to think of my insignificance and really enjoy it like, I, I used to gain my significance from being around a lot of people, being in, going out and talking to people and socializing, making new friends. I can do that just fine. But, for example, my wife the other day said, hey, there's a, there's one of my friends, they want to go to have dinner with us. Uh, one day, it was, it was supposed to be this week. And at first, I was like, cool, but then I, I called and I was like, hey, I'm really not in the mood to be with people. Let's just go and do our own thing. But I'm, I take that on a much bigger level. Like, I've thankfully not gone to hang out with anyone, like, this or this weekend, you know what I mean? Outside of this. And um, it's been great. It's been really great. And I've, it's fun now. One of the things that uh, your, your phone will tell you is your screen time. Uh, and so seeing that number go down periodically, it's just, it's it's gotten a lot easier. And I've been able to, just enjoy more. I'm taking my Udemy courses. I'm doing that from my desktop. Yeah, I'm doing all sorts great. of other things. And it's, again, it's having something like that and giving me something bigger to work towards has shown me how much I just, how much I didn't know mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. insignificant that I am. And mm-hmm. that makes me want, that makes me hungry. Mm-hmm. That makes me hungry to want more, to be mm-hmm. better and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know what it's going to take. I know we've said it before, that maybe it is a platform 
that can give someone something. Maybe you can gamify progress. I feel like you probably could. Like yeah, you, you put could. something in there I like, do you want to be emotionally time. stable and happy? And yes. like, here's this. Yes, I think about <laughs> it all the time. And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of circle around and and maybe even wrap with what, with what led you to name this this yeah. episode. I used to, I still enjoy watching those those videos, whether it's on a documentary or just a short clip that's explicitly about space, where they show the size of the suns mm. that we're aware of and, aware and how they compare to Earth. Yeah. And there's so much, some of the suns in the Milky Way glass, galaxy, some of the stars in the yep. Milky Way galaxy are so big that they can't even, I think some of them that can't even show the ratio correctly on the screen. Yeah. It's so, so it's like big. that. Yeah, they have to make. Yeah, they ha- because Earth is so tiny. Yeah, like the t- when when Ada Karen a is the size of my half of my big seventy five inch TV mm-hmm. at home, then the Earth is maybe the size of my thumb. Yeah, but Ada Karen a pixel on the yeah, it's like on a, the TV. A, yeah, you know, Ada Karen a might even be the might not even a big the biggest yeah. one because. Um, oh, I, it, it's it's definitely not. yeah yeah. You know how many it's just the big stars? ones. I it's yeah. just the one whose name I remember. Yeah, because there was another one I used to like to say that's really popular. Mm-hmm. It ain't Beetlejuice. It ain't one of yeah. it's one of these other ones, but they're not even as big as Ada. I know that it's even it's even bigger. So let me remind you guys, Ada Karine is yeah. greater than five million times. Its yeah. luminosity is greater yeah. than five million times yeah. of the sun. But so what, you know how bright that shit is. Man. What about its size though? Oh, uh, let me pull up its size. Um, to the, to to our point though, when you see that graph, that little um, data illustration happening, it's humbling to me. It's like it gives me like this crazy, crazy vigor, and like makes me feel, you know, how insignificant I am, and yep. therefore it makes me feel significant. Another exercise I like to do is like to try to imagine whatever I'm enjoying and what it took for that thing I'm enjoying to be there. You know, I like imagining. When I'm looking at something that's crafted, like this metal mug sitting next to me, this thermos, like how did it take to make the first form for that? Yeah, we can really easily, you know, manipulate metal and steel and things today. But, but what about the very first one? How oh, did it make that one? By the way, Eta Carine is ninety times the mass of the sun. Yeah, ninety times. Good <laughs> God, and five million times brighter. Yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> we we wouldn't we couldn't live near that planet nah, near near nah. that star. We yeah. couldn't. There's yeah. no way to live near it. Yeah, we like we would be gone. Yeah, could, and and could here the the crazy thing is that somehow along the way, people have gained a shitload of significance when when you when they put it into when they let people know that hey, we're in the Goldilocks zone like. So, it is so perfect where the Earth is right now compared to the Sun because we'd burn up. But some somehow that doesn't show people how insignificant they are and we are. Oh. It's so it's gone to show oh, people yeah. how special we are. Oh yeah, yeah, it does, doesn't it? That and, and then it makes Maybe, people be like, well, that, hey, that's what where about God this? works. <laughs> Maybe there's a metaphysiological reason. Maybe if you are a biological entity made up of a special combination of, of celestial things then it's inevitable that your relation to the cosmos will be one where you think you're special maybe where you think you're special god maybe astrology is the answer god, after all yeah, Kalugis, 
Kaluja just, just made a you know, I knew where you were going. You knew I was going with yeah, it? Yeah, but I, I knew you were going to say some like, It's oh, a stretch. It's this a stretch. is because you're a Leo. I do, I, do th- I, do th- I do like to imagine things like that, though, because I do, I, I do take... Well, you would agree we're made up of stardust. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That everything we're made yes. up of happens from whatever the explosion was that created our yes, galaxy. 100%. And there's, they're theorizing more and more that maybe there were more than one. It wasn't just like the Big Bang on its own. But yeah. Localized galaxies are made up of stars that have collapsed or whatever mm-hmm. that whatever that situation is. Accretion where, is what some people call it. Where so when where the, everything kind of comes up. Yeah, yeah it pops. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so we're made up of made up of that. I have no problem imagining that those vibrations eventually become what we are. Yeah, I'm just a just a brief moment. Yep. To, to You're the, a very brief moment, and even even so, someone who has done something, who has made an impact on the world so huge, that is when you compare it to the age of the or, yeah, or, it's an anomaly. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a blip. It so if I'm anything. that, then isn't isn't the experience of an ant on a lake riding a wave mm-hmm. caused by me throwing a rock into the wave, uh, throwing a rock into the lake? Isn't it? Isn't that ant's experience greater? Well, isn't <laughs> it isn't it the same as my experience here on the Earth as it compares to the galaxy I'm Oh, I see in? what you're saying. Yeah. So everything that that ant in a lake, if there's an egg sitting on top of the water, and I throw a big rock yeah. into the lake, and it causes at first a big splash, mm-hmm. and then you know more and more waves afterwards. Those waves increase in frequency but decrease in magnitude. Yep. But for that ant, he just experienced the great flood mm-hmm. and all this crazy stuff, yep. and he survived and lived through it. And everything that that ant is experiencing is caused by the activity I created. Yep. But that ant is shaped by that. Yes, that is what. So the vibrations, mm-hmm. quite literally, that I create are the entire world for that creature. Yes, if, that, if I could use a really crude analogy there. Well, it that's that's somehow how I think about yeah our our situation. You think of the impact of the people before us that was made on us. Yeah. You think of the impact that we're going to make. Yeah. And when you start to stack all those different impacts or all those different waves, yeah, it's not it's a massive massive wave. And again, yeah. it's a massive wave. But then when you realize that it's only in the span of two hundred thousand years yeah. on a planet that's fourteen billion years old, yeah, it's not that special. Yeah. You're really not that special. So what that should do, in my opinion, is cause you to do more things of meaning when you realize right. that the shit. And that I would you're say doing... it differently. I have to. I have to sure. say. I would say it makes us very special, not significant. Yeah. But very special. I don't know if that's just playing semantic or not. Because sure. the way the way I feel is is I feel good somehow after that. Mm-hmm. And I think I feel good for the reason that you're implying should be the realization yeah. of that exercise. That I know that there's so much bullshit that I don't have to care about. There is, yes. And that's why, and, and when you yeah. have that notion, when you have that understanding, then I think that you're, and if you believe it, then I think that your actions will follow. You'll do more things with intent. You'll do as much to make as many positive waves as possible. So that's, a, that's the, the path that I've been trying to set myself on. Helping people out. Being grateful recognizing the shit that i'm yeah, uh, that, like it's funny i joke i walked into the kitchen the other day we had gotten groceries and uh my wife and stuff were in the kitchen 
and uh, I was just I was sort of being funny, but I was being serious at the same time. When I, I go hashtag blessed, man, I just looked in the fridge and I was like, "There's fucking food in here. There's a lot of food in here. There's just all this other stuff that like." And I yeah. bought this shit on ClickList. Like I just I did it on my phone. And yeah. I drove to work, and some boy came out and asked me how my day was while yeah. he's loading all this shit in my car. Yeah, I sat in there and listened to podcasts the entire time. Oh yeah, man! <laughs> and I was like, "That's the God that's damn. the." Like, hum- I wish I could have that level of humility a little bit more regularly, and not after I've gotten myself in trouble by running my mouth too much, yeah. and filling out something very crude on yeah. the feedback at work, and yeah. then getting feedback like, <laughs> then getting, "Hey, man, yeah. you need like." Leadership is really mad at you because yeah. I told them they sucked. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, I don't want. I gotta do better. So yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take this conversation as a, another um, motivation to do that. To not get so much in my own head and my own idealism that I think that my motherfucking opinion matters. Because yeah. it don't. It not does, when you work for somebody. You know. What yeah. I mean? Especially considering what a first world problem that is. It what is a first a... world complaint that is. You still balling, living yes. like a. Prince, you know what I mean? Yeah, so why make, it, why make it hard on yourself? Yeah. Someone and, asked me at, at work maybe about a week or two ago. They were just like, what would the company do if you left? And I was like, they'd go on. I would, I expect you to go on because yeah. I'm at this point where I'm like, I'm not shit, dude. Like, good Because I've good. seen people that whip my ass. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That, good, that are good, way good better. Good way to be, man. Yeah, and, and my thing is, I'll help you guys. If, if that were to ever happen, Yeah, I will be the first to help you find some badass talent. I want yeah. you to find someone better yeah. than yeah, what yeah. I could do. Yeah. like Because you're a, not attached. I'm not attached. To that People think that's a bad thing. I say I'm not like I I openly tell people I'm not loyal to my company. I'm loyal to that which allows me to be loyal to myself. And if my company allows me to do that, which they do, then I'm gonna ride with you guys. You know? Like if you allow me to be free and express myself and you know, yeah, you're gonna have to put me in check because I I just naturally I'm an ENTP. I kinda have problems with authority anyway. You know what I mean? So when when you allow me to sort of do that and learn and get, be on my way. I'm not in a bad position, but at the same time, yeah. I'm not married to the company. You should read the INTJ profile. It says exactly <laughs> what my problem is. I do it off. I have a problem with incompetence. Oh yeah, me like, too. I, really, I, I'll really point out incompetence that. and tell yeah. them that they're bad. Yeah, you, but it's yeah. not. It's not out of malice. It's to right. show you that you can be better. Right. That's my if, problem that's too. But if you were raised a little crazy like I was, where where we talk like sailors and kind of have, you know. A colorful way of expressing yeah. ourselves, and some people don't—they don't understand it to be that. And it's funny how they will stay. To circle back to the Facebook uh, paradox, they will stay at the level of their sensibilities the whole time, and you know, and uh, that's just something that you have to—you have to learn to deal with because yes. you know, if you give them constructive, objective feedback at least they can do something with it my feedback's never objective it's always going to that's why i say i'm no expert i'm just here's what i think it's always everything is always going to be framed through my lens i cannot help that that's me being human yeah and it's just like what you had said you stop being human when you start being objective yeah (laughs) and so i want people to understand that a human is going to critique you and you can take whatever you can take it the feedback that i give you however you want. Yeah. This is just what I think. This is based on different experiences. They might be bad. They might be good. They might be this, but you can do whatever the hell you want. That's just how it's going to be. Do you but, think that we could find a way to build in humility into our culture? 
Uh, yeah, I think that we could. Uh, but I think that you're, we are going to have to be, uh, it's, we can't do it while being comfortable on Facebook. There's, we can't oh. have our cake and eat it too. Oh. Like we, ha- there has to be some kind of a, not, and I'm not saying like completely ditch your social and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm saying maybe make a fun account, make, make an account that is not you. And then just, you could, so that means you can still log on, you can still have that kind of stuff, but make an account that's not you so that you can actually build a separation between who you are offline versus who you are online. And then when you do that, you'll realize that that's just a fun game. That's, it's ones and zeros. That's all that it is. It's nothing. And it should never be anything more than that. And I think that once you get that part down, it's going to make you start to care about life outside of there. You're going to want to go and ask an old friend how are you doing rather than waiting until they make some plea on facebook that they're going through some shit and that's the only time when it like it should always matter like if you if you genuinely give a shit about people go and reach out to someone you don't there don't have to be any sort of hey i saw your facebook post are you okay like there was one example my my uh my wife was trolling and made a post that the dogs wrote for adoption they were doing some dumb shit and my mom was just like are you guys getting rid of the dogs and i was like mom this is that's not what this that's not what this is but people are way too connected where you fail to see that someone it's her it's my wife's nature to be sarcastic that's the shit that she says yeah but if you're really paying attention to like you can catch on to that if you just pay attention to them you know but instead we go we take these ones and zeros as law as fact yeah that's the thing again what i said man the, the the degree to which people have no tolerance for nuance and subtlety in communication is far outweighing the degree to which they do have tolerance of it so much that I can't communicate. Yeah. Because I'm not always sarcastic, but I'm definitely nuanced. And, like, I'm, it's funny. People completely take me the wrong way yeah. more often than they more take me the right way. More often than they Nowadays, and I'm just like, hmm, it's got to be me. And I don't yeah. mean bad or good. Yeah. It's just got to be It's just gotta be me because everyone else seems to be getting on when I watch and observe them. And I've even started to learn to have more bullshit, like, yeah. like it's so water cooler stuff. It water is. Cooler conversations. Yeah, it is. I I've, hate them. What I've done that, that I found is a balance. It's just whatever I'm going to say, I just say something else. Like, oh, man, you really, yeah. man, you, you got to save some money on those headphones. Yeah. And that's it. Instead of, yeah. instead of saying what I want to say about, hey, have you ever noticed that the better the quality of the headphones, the more uncomfortable, the more comfortable, yeah. the less the mic. Like, I really want to talk about it because I can talk about anything to mm-hmm. that level, but people just ain't with it. I walked up to a coworker the other day, and it's just about the second or third time I've had this said to me. And it kind of like perked yeah. up. You can't, listeners can't see me, but kind of made a, I don't know what you call that, an indignant face or something at me. It was like, why are you, why are you looking like you own the place? And really? I snapped, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, because I have to ask. Why Why are you always... This is one of those people that bullshits yeah. their way through work. Yeah. Dunking and dodging. And I'm doing what I love to do for a living. And I don't see a reason to play that game of... I don't believe in being humble. Okay? Yeah. But at the same time, what may be experienced by those who don't think multidimensionally or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Simpler people. Basic ass people. What they see as arrogance and cockiness is me. It's it's like beneath me to 
feel that way. I don't yeah. want to drive into work and be sad and no. like be like Joe in the volcano. Remember? Yeah. But like, like that's why people think that you have to be that way, and that's what what you bothers really me. Don't. Yeah, I'm thinking, man, I'm sitting here all day. I smell just as good when I leave as I did when I got here. Like, yep. and I come from the mm-hmm. land of manufacturing and factories and yep. backbreaking work and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. I think it's disrespectful to be like that. Yeah. I think you should be too. Yeah. Somehow I feel like that. You're supposed thing to that, like those people work hard about. for you. You're supposed yeah. to go and be happy. Yeah. You're supposed yeah. to. That's yeah. you saying thank you. Yeah. And I yeah, and I was saying all that to say when people have a, this is why I have a hard time navigating Facebook because that modality that my coworker projects is the one that everyone expects you to to be in. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't see why we can't be both ways or something. Like yeah. I I can I can be happy and do hard work yeah. and get stuff done. Anyway, I get it. I yeah. get it. All right, do we have any shameless shoutouts? Because I, we're gonna, we're we can sit there and go on. Mm. You're never gonna have a shameless shoutout, are you, Mark? Yeah, no, I do. I've got bugged. I just, I just gotta start thinking of them, man. Uh, <laughs> what? I do. I mean, I just, I don't know. I got business and stuff. I like. I just, I don't know. I'm never thinking of them at the time. Yeah. When it's time to do a shameless shoutout, you go first. I think. All right. I'm so I've got, I've got a few. I've been talking to more and more people about. Uh, our episode of uh, the greatest lie ever told so i want to give a shout to all the people who listen to me talk uh just a couple uh ryan hines that's ceo underscore oxology labs he and i were texting back and forth one of my friends eric vessels we were going back and forth about just that talk he actually brought up some really interesting points and then we talked about uh, uh testing and like if i could read the whole text conversation we were having it was really 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 good and i want to have him on i actually had him on for the episode that we did on death he's a uh, he's an anesthesiologist and so uh the cool thing about his story is that he pl- he puts people right to the brink right there so they can work on you so they can operate on you so you know he lowers your pulse and he knocks you out and you're very close to if you want to call it being dead so that they can you know help you and so it was really cool having that conversation with him and uh, again i do hope to have him on because he's an incredibly intelligent guy um, I want to give a shout out to, like, for you for hooking me up on all this stuff that we're about to do to my machine. I'm so excited about oh, my workstation my that we're a, that we're working on here. Um, I did not think that I would get passionate about computers again the way that I did, but uh, you have absolutely hooked me up with all this stuff, and I'm excited to be able to dive deeper and it's turned me into a kid again almost around all this technology so um it's opening a lot more doors i'm really diving deeper into my knowledge and and uh hopefully i can turn out to be a much better uh person in the in the tech field and hopefully it translates to cooler shit that we're able to do here so those are my shameless shout outs now have you had any time to think of yours here we go cue the jeopardy music I got one, but I'm ashamed of it, so it, it doesn't qualify. Fair enough. They have to be shameless. Uh, so, let's hear this one. Uh-oh. I don't have any, man. Okay, there we go. Shout out to KFC Biscuits. Sh- sh- uh, uh, yeah, shameless shout out to uh, Hobby Town in Bowling, Kentucky. Coolest people ever. I'm so glad to see small business Saturdays, businesses like that, staying yeah, afloat awesome. because it is so hard. 
Just bought a sick remote control car. That's massive. Get with me. Get you one. Let's race. They have a group on Facebook. I don't do Facebook, but you should do Facebook. Just just search for Hobby Town Bowling Green. The group is called something else, called Bowling Green Bashers or something like that. That's cool. And it's all people that that uh got dope remote control cars and That's do things up. and. All that. So shout out to those guys for um, having an awesome business. Uh, two more, actually. I got uh, BT Lee's. That's the Sauce God. Uh, I want to call him the Sauce God or the Sauce Boss. Either one. He makes some of the best sauce I've ever had. I'm still putting his jalapeno business sauce on my eggs in the morning. It's fucking fantastic, dude. So, so, so good. want to give a shout out to my boy JP, uh, Hefty Lefty Club Works. Hit him up if you want any custom work done with all your golf clubs. If you want to learn, he's going to be teaching me how to play golf next year. That's my 2020 goal is to find a cool hobby like that to get good at. So he's helped my big ass with my swing and make up, you know, get me a cool set of clubs. So we're going to go and learn. And I was like, what, what are we going to do on the courses? And he says, we're going to walk the course. That's what he does. He doesn't use any of the golf carts or anything. He likes to walk the course. And I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm down with that. So it can actually give me a good perspective on just enjoying nature and just the ground I'm walking on and the shit that I'm doing. So I'm pretty excited about 2020 to, to learn how to play golf and be good at it. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed your time. I do want to give a shout to Chris. Uh, he's working with through. He's needed a day off today. And uh, so we wish him all the best of luck. Get rested up. Come back in good spirits, happy, healthy, yep. ready to go. Uh, we've been texting back and forth periodically throughout the week and stuff like that. So, uh, hoping that he's doing well, hoping that his family's doing well. We love you, bro, and uh, we will see you next week. To the rest of you guys, you guys know where to follow us. That's at the Salumist on Instagram. Uh, jump on our Facebook uh, if you want to get with that. But fuck Facebook right now. You can go to our website, www.thesalumist.com. Add slash podcast at the end. Or you can click on the link that says listen. You can listen to all of our content there. Again, I still want to celebrate that we broke that 10,000 mark. Thank you all so much for listening and all your feedback. We want to get to 20K. Let's hit 20K in a year. So that would be beautiful for me. Hell, if we can get higher than that, then that's going to be cool. The 2020 goal for us is to really get out there, get out into the community, do more episodes in places other than here or at Chris's place or whatever. We really want to get down to the Nashville area. And Mark's going to be instrumental in getting us there. So thank you all for your time. Kick ass this week. And we are out. And because I'm the maestro, we're not quite out. But good night and goodbye. That's fucking awesome. Good stop.